0: Inside the halls of American hospitals, millions of people find comfort, healing, and support. But for many doctors and nurses, this couldn't be further from the truth. This podcast will dive into the shadows of American healthcare to investigate and uncover the abuse, control, and political power plays that leave the very people responsible for our nation's health broken and battered.
1: We're sharing stories of professionals in medicine that have experienced horrendous treatment at the hands of a broken system that does nothing to stop the trauma. As the Association of American Medical Colleges states, long before the Me Too movement, women in medicine have instinctively banded together to counter a culture that too often tolerated harassment.
0: From systemic trauma to abusive power to the unspoken rules of cover-ups and corruption, Mandy, Irby, and Susie will take you to the darkest corners of healthcare in America so you can have an inside look at bringing humanity
1: back, bringing humanity back, back to, to medicine. medicine. Sensitive content warning. This podcast will share details of triggering subjects such as sexual assault and workplace violence. So if you aren't in a space to listen, respect your mental health and tune in again at another time.
0: Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the Pulse Check Podcast. It's Mandy and Heehee. and today we are diving into should medical professionals be on social media? Should they have this, this personified role in uh, public media? What are your thoughts? Mandy, this was triggered by something that happened recently in your life. Tell us about that. Okay.
1: It's not like the dark side of healthcare and this isn't, you know, what it's really like to be a professional inside of medicine right now. And it's nothing to do with COVID. It's not the normal stuff that we've been talking about, the usual stuff we've been talking about, but it is kind of an itch that I thought would be interesting to discuss here and to get feedback from listeners because I recently had a conversation with a physician on Instagram, they came into my DMs with fists up, but it actually ended up that I did calm down and they stayed. They're a pediatrician, and I'm a labor and delivery nurse and nurse educator, and they wanted to kind of set the story straight and put me in my place. They did not like a comment that I made on something that they were involved in. It was a video that they had made that had been shared. And I commented on the share and like the response video. And there were hundreds, if not thousands of comments, just berating this physician. It was a fiery mess. And she came at me to say, you were mean, you owe me an apology. You shouldn't have written what you wrote among all those thousands of comments. So I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like one, why do you pick me? Two, who do you think you are? (laughs) Like we, this is what we do on social media. We address the issues that come up and yours was an example that came up. But you know, I don't usually make a stink in comments and I don't usually address people individually because it's not usually an individual issue it's usually a bigger issue than one individual so I did address it in a comment and I addressed it in the comment publicly to show my support for the person who made the the video and to show my support of the community and to kind of say something but it wasn't what I usually it, it was a little harsher than I usually say and I had to go back and read it and I was like oh okay yeah it was rude but I wasn't saying it to her I was saying it about her which as I say that out loud, I'm like, oh, rude. And it just came came up right in my face. There was a lot of nuance in that conversation she and I had. I hey,
0: mean, quick synopsis basically is what?
1: It's not a doctor thing. And I only say that they're a doctor because of my own bias or perspective on healthcare hierarchy, right? That's my own shit. I got to get over. It. It means nothing. They came into my DMs. They made a video that was harmful and hurtful to a broad community. And that community was retaliating in a communal way by discussing it among themselves. They did not go. I mean, I don't know what they did. They should not. Hopefully they did not go to that person and threaten them or do anything like that. But they were discussing in these comments. And so she felt really offended what stuck out to me was that there are just so many implications to putting your professional opinion on the internet and your professional opinion. To me, your professional opinion is when you are a healthcare professional and you put your opinion on the internet, (laughs) like those things never can be separated. If you declare that you are a healthcare professional, And that's not just doctors. That's not a doctor thing. It is nurses as well. It is techs. That's mostly what I see are physicians, techs, and nurses where the general community of consumers thinks, oh my gosh, they know something. They have an authority on all topics. (laughs) It's kind of how it translates. I wonder if you see that and what you think about that when you hear it because it looked like this creator was either new to instagram or their page was new and i thought you just don't know the rules of the internet streets it was great practice to discuss other communities other cultures that you are not in and also to call in folks of my own community so i don't know for sure i made a lot of assumptions about this person based on their profile picture and what i could tell from their profile And I said, I'm making assumptions about you, but I am a white person, cishet, female nurse. And here's what I've done to learn about the cultures and the communities that I want to learn from and understand more. And I'm curious about and respect and admire without saying anything to them. Right. I was pretty much like, please shut your mouth. And here are some resources. and and i did it in like a calling in white woman to white woman way which i found was incredibly powerful which i've been told is incredibly powerful so i was like well hell let's try and it was great i felt like it was really great who knows what they did with that information and i like brushed off my shoulder like not my business but i was able to share a little bit of how i've learned and what i've learned on social media and i think that's really a great gift that we have like we can tap into communities that we're not a part of and learn about them and listen. She could have read those comments and learned a ton of information about the birth culture that she did not know anything about, or at least did not know very much about. And she was talking about it. And there were folks listening to what she was saying because it's the internet. And because she promoted that she was a physician on the internet. She was talking about her own personal situation, which has nothing to do with nobody but because they're a healthcare professional it has associated with that and the audience that's listening are potential patients and potential community members that you serve so i just kind of that was in my face this week last week wanted to touch on that and talk about it because you're on social media and you meet a lot of especially gy influencers i like to call them OBGY influencers huh. uh and it's messy out there so that that's what was up for me.
0: this topic is very 2020 or should I say like 2020s, because I feel like it has recently kind of come about that doctors and healthcare professionals are comfortable and being allowed on social media. So you said in the beginning, like this isn't part of the dark side. And I disagree because I think a lot of people don't know. I certainly didn't know it until recently. A lot of healthcare professionals are bound by legal things to not be on the internet or to not participate in various things because they represent that hospital system and anything that they do social media wise has to be approved it's very political so i do think there is a dark side to this and we can circle back to that but one of the things that stuck out to me when you were talking about this is How much that social media has really cracked open the egg of the God complex that physicians have. And I actually, I appreciate it because I think we've gotten a very good inside look at physicians. These people are coming on the internet and they are being so open about their beliefs and stuff. And if you truly key in to the things that they're saying, they'll tell you exactly who they are. They are OBGYN whose favorite thing about their job is surgery. So if you're trying to have an unmedicated delivery, this person may not be the best OBGYN mm-hmm. to be at your birth, you know, and they are trained surgeons. That is one hell of a job. That is an awesome skill set. But the fact that that's your favorite part of your job, we shouldn't be surprised because you're a surgeon. That's like asking, you know, cardiologists, like, what's your favorite part of your job? And they're like, open heart surgery. And you're like, duh, like that makes so (laughs) much sense. Of course you love that. And that just is, you just have to key into the things that they're saying and they display their God complex all the time. And I think that it also has given them a place where, they can conjure up this really large following. One of the problems though that we often see is they will block and delete and harass and bully people who think differently than them or challenge them or even just try and broaden their horizons a little bit. And I think that physicians should be held to the same standards as other public servants. So like we would never allow I suppose in America, it does happen. We're trying. We're trying. Our country's very broken. But police officers, firefighters, politicians, people who lead our large communities should be held to a higher standard. There should never, ever, 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 ever be a doctor on the internet that's bullying people or harassing people or shutting people down like that. And again, as patients, key into this, if this is how they're treating strangers on the internet that they don't even know, Mm -hmm. how are they going to treat you when they feel like they have authority over you because you're sitting naked in your Johnny gown on their table? It's not going to be pretty. And it's probably not going to be in your favor. And we've got to listen to these types of things. So when you see physicians, nurses, even anyone, midwives, anyone.
1: yeah. It's it, anyone, It's
0: anybody, you have got to pay attention to them doing these things um, because you're not immune to it. It's not like they do this on the internet and then they walk through your exam room door and they're like a totally different person. Yeah. You're getting key insight into who these people are. Pay attention.
1: Yeah. I love that perspective of look at the clues. You're getting information because if they are harassing someone else, that is what they know. And that's their response. And often that's a very like fragile inability to look into themselves and self-reflect. And this isn't, this is just one example. The most recent example of like white supremacy culture of like, oh my gosh, how dare they come at me? They they threatened me. They did all these things in the comments. And I found that to be such a great opportunity to be like, yeah, because they feel like you did something wrong. They're not like, I don't think anyone should be threatening anybody. I was like, that is just part of internet trolls. I'm talking about the folks that are really harmed by your behavior, by what you said. You coming to me and saying, make that better, make that go away. Or I didn't do anything wrong. I think it it's way bigger than that. And when you're proclaiming that you're here to help, whatever population, whatever the reason is for being this healthcare professional that you are, you are claiming to help and improve something in someone else's life. And those someone else's, those somebodies are on the internet. And it is like a goldmine of opportunity to learn more about the communities that you serve and to listen and to be quiet and to observe because they're out in the wild (laughs) And they're saying what they would not say to you in your office. You're not going to get this information. It is such gold to be in a shared space with so many different folks and with their guard down. So we need, as healthcare professionals on the internet, to also put our guard down and not be so (laughs) fragile and offended If we're called out, I'm not saying if you're being bullied and blasted publicly, that is for something different, but being called out, if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling (laughs) like called out by consumers of healthcare.
0: Being able to sit and and listen and learn and not defend yourself yeah. or be offended takes a certain level of emotional intelligence to be able to separate yourself from the downfalls of your industry. Yeah, um, for fucking sure that you have. Yeah, from the experience that is, is the experiences that you have like they're they're all separate but totally one right and it's yeah. this dynamic that if you don't have the maturity and the emotional intelligence and the support around you to be able to navigate this in medical school they teach you shut it down you're the end all be all. You know everything. You're the MD. You went to medical school, right? And so that's that's your default. That's what you're gonna do. That's what that's all yeah. that you know. And so if you've never been exposed to, or again, you've never done the inner work, or or you just don't have that emotional intelligence, it's not gonna happen. And that for me is a provider that Can't be in practice. I'm not talking about cancel culture. And you know, we've talked about this on here before. I don't think people should be canceled, but there's a difference between calling people out and helping them learn and them making action steps to make it better and showing that they learned versus like we're gonna cancel you because you made a mistake. One is helpful. One, you've given that person a way to learn, you made them prove themselves. They had to do the work to make things better. Yeah. One is we canceled you and no good came of it. It was literally just a social
1: attack. Right. And it was some power move and big creators do it all the time because their followers will go. Get them shut down. Literally get them shut down.
0: That right there is such low emotional intelligence. Like you don't understand how to manage and and channel your energy in a productive way. And you're a leader on a very major platform. This is big. And and this is also it kind of points back to like pay attention. Look what kind of leaders these people are. Mm -hmm. Look how they handle conflict and confrontation and people disagreeing with them.
1: Yeah, it feels awful. When you have learned that you've hurt someone or you offended someone or you just can't even see it, and you're like, "I like, what do you want me to do? I'm talking about my own thing. This is all and and literally all you know because it's all you've been taught. No, I don't think that we're meeting the goals if we cancel everybody. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like, ugh, like we're not the same. Like I just don't want to get into this." And often, you know, in DMs or even in comments, emails, people will be like, I'm demanding this information from you. And I'm like, "Mm, mm, like, whose responsibility? is (laughs) is Here's why you can like schedule an appointment and it will cost money, but also like whose responsibility is it? And, and I, I'm not someone to teach that to you, right? That's one, not my responsibility. And two, I am not the best person for the job, but It was fucking amazing to have like human to human, white woman to white woman. If you're not listening to the thousands of folks in that thread of a community that you don't feel aligned with, but you're in my DMs, okay, well, we can chat. It's not going to be comfortable, but I'm not going to blast you publicly either. Because what do my followers think of me when I do that? I'm not that trustworthy. If I do that, if they send me a story about their birth, about their baby, about their feelings, about their pregnancy symptoms, about all the stuff we talk about, how, who's to say that I'm not going to blast them about that. Who's to say, I'm not going to be like, can you believe this bitch publicly or even not publicly? It hurts to hear that. And it feels like a burn and it feels like a personal attack. i someone that you like trusted with that information. It's super weird to be in that position. And it's not, it doesn't mean like anyone asked for it, but it is facts. It is what it is. And it is really cool to be able to connect and listen to each other and just be like, like you're off base, but like, so was I, and this is how we got here. Like we came fucked up. (laughs) Like we rolled in from school, fucked us up from the healthcare industry, fucked us up we're in a toxic environment if you're still working there fucked up and now you're on the internet streets acting like you know something you only know that little piece that they allowed you to have you don't know the culture outside like you might be speaking to healthcare professionals and they'd be like oh my gosh yeah can you believe can you believe uh-uh. can you believe you get into the community of people with their guard down and like out in the wild and they will eat you up and spit you out. We have to be really careful and really understand that as healthcare professionals, we've been harmed for so long to believe these things. This isn't reality. And we cannot translate what we have learned into the real world. It doesn't do that. So we have to go to the real world and like, listen and learn and pay money. I sent, I was like, are you willing to get some resources? And I was like, go to these places, pay these people money Start learning from them, start learning from these educators because you're not going to get it by what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I would say that to any healthcare professional. I'm not just saying it to this person, but this person like threw their colors out on the internet and people were like, boo. She was like, ah, I was like, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay, just stop talking about this topic that you know nothing about and you think you do because the information that you got is wrong, ps, and like open up to a lot of the information you've gotten from your healthcare facility, healthcare history, whatever, schooling, work job, and like your place of privilege and your culture is not is not getting you the correct information and the nuanced information of this topic. It was cool. That was cool. But yeah. like beware of that stuff, your community, your potential patients are your followers, not necessarily in your office, but like your colleagues, your healthcare professional colleagues on the internet are speaking to your potential patients and the folks that are going to be in your office. So it's really up to us as a like healthcare professional community at large To be really, really, really careful of what we put on the internet, even if it's personal stories, because it is affecting how the public perceives all healthcare professionals.
0: Yeah, it's just like saying not all men. I I get that not all men, of course, but a lot of men, and also zero men is where is the acceptable line. So until there is zero men, it is all men, and everyone has a responsibility. So until it is zero healthcare professionals. We all have a responsibility here and we all have to pull our weight. It's just so interesting to see medicine evolve to this very public it's space. Weird. Yeah. It is super weird. I think that providers definitely, definitely should think. I was gonna say twice, but thrice, four times, five times. Like think deeply about the things that you put out because you're right, um, that mistrust in the community is already there the last two years has done that for the healthcare community on its own. They didn't need any help, and now it's just like fuel to the fire when people get a hold of what I have deemed on the internet as hashtag bad doctors, um, bad providers out there. It's it, it just further drives that wedge between healthcare professionals and patients, and that doesn't do anybody any good. That's the opposite of our goal. We want to bridge that community. We want to call people in to healthcare. Um, The internet can do that, but you have to use it very intentionally and very, um, wisely. And I think a lot of healthcare professionals miss that.
1: Yeah, for sure. He, he, we have a sick sick, sick discussion coming up with a physician soon. I haven't even told you that, but we'll talk about it in a minute off, off camera. So stay tuned for that coming up, but quick, take me back to the legal. You said legal. And I thought, oh my gosh, are healthcare professionals allowed to talk about this online. Yes, of course they are. But you meant when you're associated with a facility or a brand of healthcare, they have rules and policies about social media presence, right?
0: Yeah. And not all healthcare facilities will have things. Some of them will leave um, the employees or contractors. And that matters too, whether you're employed or you're contracted um, with the health facility, or they'll leave the autonomy with the the employee or the contractor. But a lot of health facilities Mm -hmm. too, will have rules about what you can and can't do. So even like, News appearances, podcasts, being quoted in blogs, being quoted in articles. There are a couple online magazines and and article like organizations that I write for. And sometimes I reach out to local uh, providers and they will say, How long do I have to get this back to you? Because I've got to put this through PR and get approval. And right now it's taking them, you know, X amount of weeks. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, We talk about this all the time, but providers, nurses, everybody, anybody within the healthcare system, their hands are tied in these very invisible places that we like, don't ever see. We don't ever recognize. And this is a great example of that.
1: Yeah. I was interviewed by the news and the PR guy was there like sitting there monitoring what was going on. And it was totally edited, chopped up, came out, not useful in my mind, totally a wash, but yeah. Yeah. It was because I worked for the hospital. So even though I had nothing to do with the hospital, she was like, Oh my gosh, you're a nurse. Where do you work? And I told her and she wanted to do it there. She wanted it to be like the air of, you know, this is a nurse, how important. And then the hospital was like, "Mm, no, we don't really like that. So they owned it essentially. And they cut all of my language and all of the information that I was saying and the hospital facility pays TV channels money for like ads and sponsorships. So the things that you see in the quotes that you see, I mean, they've been, they've been selected, right. They've been edited and whatever makes it through, if it has any stamp from a hospital at all, you have to watch your source because those hospitals, those facilities are massive. That money is massive. They can decide what is said about them.
0: And it is a very pay to play game out there, especially when it comes to health care, which, you know, seems unethical, but yeah. it is the way that it is right now in our country. And so I just think consumers have to be aware.
1: Just pay attention.
0: Mm -hmm. I keep saying that in this episode. Like, how many times can I say pay attention? But for real, pay attention. Perk up your ears, put on your glasses, like turn up your dial, really zone in and pay attention to your sources. Who's funding these things? What are these providers saying on the internet? How is that going to translate into
1: the actual care room with you? A lot of them aren't in practice. So, You may not see them in the camera.
0: Yeah, they get so big on the internet that they like get to quit their doctor job. Yeah. Because being a doctor, you know how it's such a pedestal. It's like, oh, they make so much money and they have such a high prestige job and all this stuff. And then they become influencers and they give up that career that so many people hold on like a pedestal. And so many people would kill to be a doctor.
1: It's so funny how the internet has changed the world. It's cool. It's cool to take that stuff out of the office rooms and we can talk about it online. I think it's great. I think it's better for consumers and it's also healthy for healthcare professionals. Like we can have those conversations and get that information so much easier than we could before we'd have to go find a conference. We'd have to travel. We'd have to, it'd be very difficult to get all of this information. That's kind of how it's worked for so long, but It's done and that's exciting. So if you are interested to talk more, have questions, have comments, we'd love to hear it over on the gram. You can find us at pulsecheck.podcast and stay tuned for next, next, I don't know what next week is soon though. That episode with the doctor is coming out and we're talking about language and she and I had some hot, hot DMs going on. It all settled out, but you definitely want to hear more about it. It's going to be really important for consumers to hear and really important for professionals to hear. And it's going to be, I don't know how else to say it, a bipartisan, what's the inner department. What's that called? Interprofessional. It's going to be doctors and nurses and doulas talking. So that's exciting. All right. Well, stay tuned for that. We'll see you on the gram.
0: Thanks for joining us today. We wanted to leave you with a quick stat and something
1: to think about until we see you next time. According to a 2018 report from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, the prevalence of sexual harassment in academic medicine is almost double that of other science and engineering specialties. This presents a serious danger that ripples into patient safety, clinical outcomes, and burnout, which leads to costly loss of talent. How much safer could medicine be if nurses and physicians weren't also battling sexual harassment day in and day out?